episode of the Great Chicago Rebuild. I'm Logan Bradley, as usual, alongside my co-host Alex Moss. How you doing, Alex? Hello, everybody. Doing very well. Enjoying this hot, humid, muggy day we've got here in Chicago. It's been it's been how it is uh, yep. for about a week and a half now. I went to the Cubs game last mm. week, sat in the bleachers, and just sweated my balls off. Oh yeah. It was incredible. Give yourself a like a shower, like a self cleaning shower. Something I was thinking about: the Cubs need the showers, like the Sox have. They do. That's that, one good thing that the Sox are doing well. Yeah, that's part of the rebuild. That it is that's the franchise. Except that's that something, something can, that's yeah. been there for. A yeah, long it's something time. that we've been trying to build our franchise around for a long time. Need and pitching showers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Getting right into things. Big surprise out of the NBA world. Yeah. We're gonna get a Warriors. Cavaliers NBA Finals. Nobody saw it coming. Yeah. Nobody called this. Um, <laughs> all season long, people were saying it was going to be anybody but the Warriors and Cavs, but here we are. Yeah. Fourth they keep year. answering the bell. They do. Yeah, I think everybody who had eyes, ears, and a pulse predicted this back in last yeah. August before the regular season even started. I'm pretty mixed about it just because I've been a staunch uh, staunchly against the NBA for a long time, and this just makes me want to be against it so much more than usual. But yeah. I have a question for you. See okay. if you can get this right. Okay. Can you tell me what the last matchup was in the NBA Finals that didn't include LeBron James? Whoa. Well, it had to be the Celt. Was it Celtics Lakers? You're correct. Yeah. Very impressive. I do not yeah. think that I would have gotten that. The big three. And the two coaches. Out. Doc Rivers and Phil Jackson. Ding, ding, ding. There yeah, you go. Yeah, that's Very right. Very good. And the Celtics won. I, or no, it was the uh, Lakers who won that one. What are you going to be looking for? What do you look for in this finals outside of just, oh, what's LeBron going to do? I'll answer that with a question of my own. Over under how many looks LeBron gives J.R. Smith that says, I'd kill you if we weren't on national TV. Are we game. talking a single game? Probably. Yeah. Be an over under probably seven and a half. Yeah, if probably. you're putting out a line. Yeah, and I'm probably taking under, but like because it's going to be six. Yeah, doing the first three quarters and then he just doesn't even look at him for the fourth quarter. So the Cavs are getting Kevin Love back for game one, which by the way we are recording this on Thursday uh, afternoon prior to game one. Yeah, so nobody um, spoil how it ends. Yeah, don't tell <laughs> us yet, but uh, we'll we'll make our predictions afterwards, and you can see maybe how uh, how wrong we were about game one or. I think I have an idea of what's going to happen. Yeah, let me peer to my crystal but, ball here. So they got Kevin Love. Who, outside of Kevin Love, who's the next best player on the Cavaliers? That's the X factor question there. Like, is it going to be J.R. Smith? Is Corver going to get hot, you know, in the minutes that he's going to play? Is, you know, George Hill going to be a factor? I've got a feeling they're not. I think I, I Jeff mean, Green you, was the major factor down the stretch in yeah, Game Jeff Seven Green, against the Tristan Thompson. I mean, at the end of the day, LeBron is going to average about thirty-eight points a game, about fifteen rebounds, maybe less than that, and about ten assists. I think he'll probably average a triple double in the finals. They're going to get beat by at least fifteen every game. <laughs> is that a serious prediction? Yeah, it's going to be four. So I mean, the, you you think it's a, a sweep? Yeah. Because I could easily gentlemen the, sweep. Because I think Houston would have beaten the Cavs in six. I think I think whoever yes. won the Western yeah. Conference Finals. Oh, that's finals. what I was saying during yeah. Game 7. You, you were watching those two teams, and I mean, credit to the Rockets yeah. for giving as, as good of a fight as they did to the Warriors, and credit for me to, uh, you know, a month ago tweeting that the Rockets had a chance in that series. They sure did. 
based off of nothing. But I mean, the Rockets were were it was it was at least an exciting series. But I can't say that we're gonna see well, the same. Well, if the thing. Rockets don't miss twenty seven straight three point attempts in Game Seven, if they make four of twenty seven there, they win. Rockets choked. It kind of felt like when Tiger used to have a guy, you know, kind of a, an mm-hmm. up and comer like Phil or Sergio, whoever the hell it was. Yeah. And then like they're playing good golf, stayed with them, and, and then on know. Sunday, you're getting pars and he's getting birdies, and then you start trying to make that birdie and start rolling about six feet past, and you miss that par putt. They just kept playing their game, and Houston didn't. I don't think that's going to be the problem in this game. Here's why. Essentially, the same Warriors team swept the Cavs last year. The Cavs lost Kyrie. You could see the Warriors. It's it's not that they're not trying mm-hmm. in the first half, but like, I mean, I guess you yeah. can kind of say that because they get it's, it's so obvious that they're maybe saving it for the second half. But the only hope is that the Cavs build up about a 15-point lead at halftime. And yeah. even then, it's not done because yeah, it, it takes two minutes to, for you yeah. to get blown out. In by the in Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals, it was Steph Curry took the third quarter yeah. and was just draining everything, <laughs> and then Kevin Durant took the fourth quarter and was draining everything. Yeah, I mean, it just needs. That's the crazy thing about the Warriors. It it doesn't need to even be a team effort, and they don't even need to play in the first half. But like, but, and then even one of the game, uh, I think it was Game Five. Steph and Kevin Durant weren't hitting that well, so Clay Thompson put up 35. I honestly could see Durant not having the series that people are probably expecting him to. They'll probably have some sort of defensive scheme where they'll trap Curry and like try and double team, try to make some mistakes. I think Clay is going to go off in this series. I think he'll have quarters where he'll hit like five straight threes or whatever he does yeah. every now and then. Then they're going to have to shift to Clay, And then what do you do with Steph and Durant? And oh yeah, Draymond Green is on the floor. He's not been doing as well, though. He hasn't no, been playing he doesn't as well. have to. Transitioning, not not away, but more towards the LeBron mm-hmm. side. Because yeah. God knows that there's enough to talk about. But do you? what do you think of where LeBron... Like, is this going to be LeBron's last series with the Cleveland Cavaliers? And I feel like I'm on like first take and yeah. Stephen A. Smith with these subjects, but you got to talk about it. You got to talk about it because it will shift the league. And as far as the Bulls are concerned, I'm just kidding. They're, they have no business in this conversation. Maybe a year from now. Yeah, maybe. I personally don't think he should go to the West. I keep hearing Houston, and I think he's a guy who wants the ball, so he's not going to let you know, Harden's not going to get the looks that he gets. He's probably going to take away some of the point guard duties away from Chris Paul. I just don't think that's a good. Uh, I don't think that's a good fit. I think he should go to to Philadelphia. Philadelphia. But given what's going on there, yeah, I don't know if he wants to touch that anymore. So I have no idea where he's going to go anymore. I think he should stay in the East. I think the best fit for him roster wise is Philadelphia. But if that organization being run by a weirdo brian colangelo so if i don't know you know who's not heard of this but in case you were listening to this and you haven't heard about this brian colangelo reportedly had five burner accounts on twitter that he would use to go on and basically criticize his players criticizing Embiid, basically disclosing 
really confidential information about the team regarding Jaleel Okafor when everything was going on with him and when they were trading him. And he was on these burner accounts asking reporters to ask him about whether he failed a physical and that's why he didn't get traded the first time around. It's so it's crazy. Social media is changing the way that sports work. Yeah. Especially like how you run a sports franchise. I mean, if I'm LeBron or any free agent for that matter, and I hear that your president of basketball operations is doing that, there's no way I'm going there. No, that's why. How do you get? How do you get out of this? Or how does Brian Colangelo get out of this without being fired? He gets fired. But he hasn't been fired yet. I'm, As of this happened, he, what two days ago? I I know that yeah. not all the information has come out and stuff, but. People were linking the accounts to him through yeah. looking up the last two digits of the phone number when you can look yeah. up your account. And it was it's his wife's last two digits of her number, like three of the accounts. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I didn't yeah, know now there's a oh link to his God. wife. So they're saying that it could be her regardless. It doesn't matter. It's like this is a nightmare scenario. If you are in the LeBron sweepstakes, you have to make the move. He is not going to go to a team that has something like this going on. He's been dealing with Dan Gilbert, who is hardly helping him out in building a young, talented roster. Oh, God, no. I think, yeah, no kidding. Jeff Green. Like, essentially trading Kyrie Irving for that Nets pick, and then you get the eighth pick. So you're trading Kyrie Irving for the eighth pick. What are you mm. going to get there? Do you think that for Commissioner Adam Silver, do you think he reads a story like that? Because it's incredible, the storylines that have gone in the NBA like off the court in the last year Mm -hmm. do you think he not appreciates these things but do you think he absolutely hates stuff like this coming out or do you think there's deep down part of him where he's like well everybody's talking about the NBA I think he's probably very disappointed yeah you've got I think the NBA is gonna get it gets talked about enough at this point but I do think what he's looking at is I mean crap this is a Great story for the NBA. A young, up-and-coming team with Ben Simmons and Embiid, who are arguably going to be two of the top ten players in the league in four years. Now you've got a guy running the ship who's disclosing personal injury information through a burner account. That, to me, is unforgivable. Mm -hmm. No, I'll be clear. I mean, none of of this is good for the NBA, obviously, but it's the old... Any type of publicity is good publicity. Yeah, no such thing as bad press. And you contrast that with a league like Major League Baseball where everything's so clean cut. There's not really any controversies outside of PEDs and nothing really for people to talk about. It does. I know you've had this thought before. It does feel a little like a reality show. It does. I mean, it's just you could make it the Jersey score. That's... (laughs) I, I, I'm going to pitch that to MTV, and we're going to get a 12 NBA athletes in a in a summer beach house on the Jersey Shore, and we're calling it they, the Jersey Score. And they all play for uh, they all the play Brooklyn for different Nets. teams, and Brian Colangelo is is like the father of the house. Yeah, he's like the big brother yeah. watching over it and tweeting things about tweeting incendiary things about one of the players and exactly how it comes out i was about to start like naming things from the jer- actual jersey shore but i yeah. don't want to start who doing would be that. the situation in jersey score kendrick perkins <laughs> i don't know i just thought of like a really big dude who's <laughs> probably not the smartest person alive yeah probably not all right shifting away from uh, the nba oh we didn't make our predictions let's make some predictions real quick for the series um, uh, you said Cavs. Or, uh, yeah, sorry, I'll work. give you a, a more serious one. Boy, my Specifically, head. give me what you think will happen in game one tonight. 
for uh, in, as, as game this one being published yesterday. It, game one in Oakland, Warriors 127, Cavs 90. <laughs> it could very well happen. And I'm LeBron saying, goes for four, LeBron goes for 32 because he doesn't even play the fourth quarter. Oh, LeBron's going 45 in game one at least. <laughs> um, it's easily Warriors in five games. You know they'll take one game off and yeah. not not play. I, I it do. Hard. I will say I think LeBron could put together just a Herculean effort and get a game mm-hmm. in Cleveland. And maybe Kevin Love gets real hot in that you know in a game and goes for yeah it'll happen. They're, they're not going to get swept. I don't Past know. That, I, could, I can't guarantee could. anything. But I'll take Warriors in four. Okay. But I could see it. Definitely. Full sweep. All right. I got them in five. All right. Moving on to another subject. Obviously, it's been known. It's obvious that we're both White Sox fans. But talking a little Cubs. This morning, a story came out about you, Darvish, talking about how he thinks that Cubs fans hate him. Quote, <laughs> quote, hate him. And, man, we were yeah, talking about well, before we started recording how... Yes, two months is too soon to say that a six-year, 120-whatever million-dollar deal will not work out. But, man, are there a lot of signs saying that it won't. Two DL stints in two months, one for a flu, one for, I think it was forearm or bicep tightness or something like that. The MRI didn't reveal anything bad. But, gosh, how soft do you have to be to, to say that out loud to the media? You can think that... Well, fans hate you, but jeez. In say his that. defense, I, was it him or was it his teammate who said that he hates? Yeah, it, it might have been his teammate. Let, but regardless, mm-hmm. you just can't. The, you, the media. The, that's his. Was it Jimenez or Jimenez or what? The yeah. catcher. You are looking at the second month of the first year of a six-year deal. You're already having problems where this pitcher does not get along with his fan base, and I mean he's showing the signs of. of it's just not working already. Like, this is something where, you know, maybe the match just isn't there. We've been saying it forever. This wasn't the signing. Yeah, I didn't think it at the time. And it just adds to it the fact that Jake Arrieta in the month of May, a .90 ERA, which is, I don't have to explain that that's good, yeah. but it just, it's that little yeah. twist in the knife a little yeah. bit for Cubs fans. And I could sign Darvish, sign Arietta. Yeah, and it, it's an easy thing to say in yeah, hindsight. It's, it's very yeah. easy to say. Yeah, you're right. But uh, just, just interesting stuff because you can feel this starting to snowball with you, Darvish. He's a fantastic pitcher. He's got nasty stuff. Do you think Never they can even unload that contract? Like, do you You're, think they can trade it? They're not even thinking about that. Right. Yet. I mean, they can't. They're not it thinking depends. about it now. But yeah. like, it depends on what happens. If he yeah. looks terrible, then it's obviously going to be a Hayward <laughs> type of just dead bag of money in right field. <laughs> uh, moving on to another Cubs subject that was talked about a ton was the Anthony Rizzo slide. And I, I wanted to ask you about it because you played a good amount of catcher I in did. your time. And I wanted to see what your thoughts were. I think I'm not the only one saying this. This really does come down to the old old school versus new school of baseball. I know Madden kind of was the one who, who drummed all this up. Personally, here's the thing. If there wasn't a play at the plate and he made a slide like that, it's extremely dirty. It is a double play. He was trying to break up that double play. Get why you'd try and do what he did. Here's where I draw the line. He slid so outside the bat. Yeah, it was very. It, very it's aggressive. one of those things where, like, if I remember when we used to play and trying to break it up at second base, you try and slide as hard as you can at the bag, and if the guy doesn't get out of the way, 
then he's going to get knocked over. This guy got out of the way, and Rizzo slid way out there and kicked that le- and kicked his back leg out. I do think it was a pretty aggressive slide that I think you could call dirty. I can see how in the heat of the moment you'd think, all right, I've just got to break this up. I think Rizzo should have apologized if he hasn't already. No. I think there should be. Yeah, I think he should probably not. should have apologized for sliding. So yeah, he so. probably should have. And it's just so strange the whole dynamic of him because he's clearly like the best dude ever. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's such a great nice guy. guy. It's I very think obvious. So I just don't get. I think he was playing hard and it just got. But there's been got more. Up, but I know. He's done this before. I know. There's the other thing. Something I was thinking about with it is. My dumb brain was thinking about what LeBron would have done if he was the Pirates catcher in that situation. He would have been. You would. Been there would have been a leg. stretcher out yeah, on the he'd field. He gotten shot in the leg. It's um, like a horse getting euthanized. Yeah, it would have been a. It would have been a big scene. But I also think he probably would have gotten the call. He probably would have gotten Rizzo ejected. Oh, easily. <laughs> he would have been on the ump's face. Yeah, he'd have gotten up, limped off like Joe Theismann, and they would have ejected was- Rizzo, suspended him for five games, and find him about $7 million. There's the lesson for Anthony Rizzo. Be more like LeBron. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the White Sox. I've got a since God knows there's not a whole lot of fun stuff to talk about with the Sox, I wanted to present a little hypothetical for Please you. Please do. So at the moment, the Sox are on pace for 50 wins. Mid-50, yeah. I don't know. Something around there. Let's say this White Sox team right now mm-hmm. started the beginning of the season with Max Scherzer and Corey Kluber yeah. in the rotation. Same team, the rest of it. I don't know how they got them. Right. So, how many games do you think that they win? Still given the same injuries that they've dealt with, how many do you think they can win if those two stayed healthy for 162 games? And you add, just all you do is add those all two? All you do is add those two. Probably looking at a cool 70 wins tops. I was thinking like... Tops. No, I think not. They would win like 75 to 80 games. But the games. pen. They'd eventually but, have to but you could, But you could at least count on them for seven innings 95% I've of the time. Been, I've been shocked at the ways we find... I mean, it's just every game that they'll go into the seventh inning with a 5-3 lead, and it's like, well, let's get them next time, guys. Yeah, it's They're the Thomas Edisons of inventing ways to lose <laughs> in the eighth and ninth. I mean, not really. It's pretty much the same thing. They bring in a bullpen guy, and he just gets rocked. Shout out Chris Volstead. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think the next this offseason will actually look like? It's well documented how much money they have yeah. to spend. It's well documented the free agents that they're going to be. But do you think that there will be a big free agent signing? No. Why I think that? they're going to make a big push. I just don't. I think other teams are going to look more attractive. I don't know. What do you think on that? Because. Who do you think we're going to go after the hardest? Are we going to go for Machado? It's interesting. I, I just I think now there's been so much talk about Machado in the last mm. couple of weeks that I just think it it can still happen. But I think that he there's been so much publicity drummed up around him and with how well he's playing this year that it's just I almost don't want to. He'd be worth a huge contract, but yeah. I don't want to mess around with it, and I don't think that he would come here anyway. Now I don't think he'd come here. Maybe it's because of how bad the season has gone, but I remember uh, during this past offseason where it's like, look forward to those free agents, look at how many of them there are, and the Sox have so much money, and I was like, oh, they'll definitely spend it. And now that the season's gone bad, I'm like, oh, Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't like spending money. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hopeful that they go after... If they get a third baseman, because I know they've been looking at Machado... Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson. But but he's, he's older, he's not... I. 
Arenado, I know Nolan Arenado, but that's going to be a huge. I would love. I mean, if they were going to go all in on somebody, I'm all about that because they haven't. Nobody's really talked about Arenado. Maybe the Rockies have plans of re-signing him, but they already re-signed Charlie Blackman earlier this year to a pretty big deal. I think if we can get Arenado, that would be huge. I would almost rather have him than Machado, just because he's been kind of a smaller market guy who. Let's see. So here, just here are some yeah. free agents. So obviously you got Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Yasiel Puig, Freddie Galvis, young shortstop, right. DJ LeMahieu, Matt Harvey. Oh God, we'll get so Matt Harvey. We will. We'll probably. sign Matt Dallas Keuchel, Zach Britton, Craig Kimbrell, AJ Pollock's another. He's a guy who's been linked to the Sox a lot, and uh, he's had a hell of a beginning of the season. Although he got hurt, so I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't see us coming in sweeping anybody off their feet. I think if we had been com- if we were more competitive this year and we were showing signs of Do you like think that really, really matters? I think if you're I, a guy like Machado or Arenado who's been like But then you baseball. go, "Oh, look at what the Astros did. They lost 100 plus games two years in a row and look where they went." That's fair. And I think that's what you market. sell. I mean, that's what you got to sell, but I don't know. I'm just, maybe it's just the Chicago sports fan in me. Yeah, I was going to say, I just think we're feeling more pessimistic, but there are reasons to be pessimistic about it. I always go back to, but he's really coming up a lot in this show, but going back to the the decision of LeBron when the Bulls were guaranteed one of the three. I will never forget how many Chicago people and national analysis said, it's probably going to be Chris Bosh. We got Carlos Boozer. (sighs) And like I am, remember when Carlos Boozer had painted on hair. That was a decision. <laughs> bizarre. And oh, yeah. Carlos Beltran did that too. Was that a fad we just missed? I it had to have been an accident for two people. It had to have been accident. No one goes into the. You just go into the barber shop and go. And like, yeah, just do you have any of that black tar? Can yeah, you just can you paint just, that on my head? Put some. Uh, you got any black matte spray paint that you might be able to throw <laughs> on my head? That's. I'm afraid we're gonna get a. Black Matt painted free agent like Matt Harvey God. and watch Arenado go to the Red Sox <laughs> and Harper and Machado both go to the Cubs. No, they won't get both of them. I bet they get one of them. Moving on to the Bears. Not yeah. much to talk about with the Bears right now, but something that we've got to touch on is uh, our whatever our, you want to call him, friend. Kevin White. Earlier this week was talking to the media, first time since last offseason, and he was just not saying anything at all. They asked him, how do you set expectations for yourself? Come out here every day and work. Whatever happens, happens. What have you learned about yourself through this adversity that you've gone through in the last few years? Kevin White, built Ford tough. All, worst answer of all time. I wouldn't have said that. Was that supposed to be funny? I hope. Not a bad joke if it was if he was trying to be funny. Oh god, bad joke, bad joke. Well, if it if, it, if he joke. was being funny, if he knew it was a bad in, joke, and if he had already been, yeah. You know, but a anyway, the deal he was saying nothing and and just kind of being a little bit of an a hole. Why? He doesn't have a lot of uh, capital to be bargaining. No. Another interesting thing I've noticed about him is I follow him on Instagram and he's disabled comments. You can't comment on his pictures or anything because I think he got too many people being like... Don't get hurt. Yeah, I mean, the obvious comments, but... I still think if Kevin White were to stay healthy, he has all the physical gifts to be very good. However, I don't know that for sure. 
I just think it's weird and it doesn't make me like him. I didn't hate him because I get that injuries can happen. I don't think it was all his fault, but it's stuff like that doesn't really make me root for him and I want to. Yeah, I hope he he just doesn't care. I hope he comes out and proves everybody wrong, you know. I also think I think it's the Bears training staff. (laughs) I mean how many injuries could we be could we get? I mean how I watched Alshon Jeffrey last year who was hurt for us forever. Yeah. Then goes out and in the first half of the Super Bowl was the guy for the Eagles offensively. Kyle Long He's getting hurt. I'm surprised Jordan Howard hasn't ruptured a back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's just coming soon. Yeah, no kidding. Knock on all the wood in your house. Yeah. But is it the Bears training staff that keeps getting people onto the DL, <laughs> off the field and onto the DL? To wrap things up, I got a dumb tweet of the week. Some I maybe want to do just because special. I'm on Twitter a lot and there's a lot of things that I see where. It it leaves me speechless, and this one was from Mark Ryan, at Mark Ryan on air, host of Sports Radio 610. He was talking about, so Jose Altuve kind of went at Lance McCullers last week as he was walking off the field because Lance McCullers, pitcher for the Astros, kind of showed some frustration on the mound because his first baseman made an error. So he kind of like hit his glove, I think, or something like that. And as McCullers was walking off the field, Altuve threw his mitt in the dugout and was getting in his face mad about it. Mm-hmm. And Mark Ryan tweeted, Jose Altuve should apologize to Lance for showing him up. And then the second part of the tweet, and to his wife for liking Instagram photos of scantily clad women publicly on Instagram. What an Now, not one bit of this tweet was sarcasm. <laughs> what an outrage. Let's address the first part to yeah. first. Yeah. Jose Altuve should apologize to Lance McCullers. No. Have you ever been on a of sports team, Mark Ryan. <laughs> yeah. You clearly haven't. I'm not saying that like a college gymnastics team is anywhere near yeah. a major league baseball team, but if you've ever been on a team where you're trying to win something, you be a leader and you you have to go at your teammates. I'm not I'm not saying that like oh. Jose Altuve should just rip into him forever, but he needs to like Jose Altuve is the leader of that team. He needs to get into him when he's being Kind of a dick on the mound. Remember when the media loved it when Tom Brady went after, I forget who it was, maybe Gronk? Yeah, maybe he's, done it, he's done he it so many times. He goes after everybody. He's, a, he's and the it's a fiery leader. Team. Jose Altuve was being a leader. You he don't let him. He won the MVP award last year. He gets to show you up. I mean, as a, as a former baseball player, played, you know, had a cup of coffee in uh, college ba- college baseball. That That's to be expected. If you show somebody up as a pitcher or anyone... It's just, it's stupid to do because A, he makes that error. A week later, he could make a diving catch to save a double down the line yeah. and win you the game. So you you don't, you just, you take what you get with baseball. You're going to hit a line drive right at someone and then you get a little duck snort for a single. That's probably what Altuve was saying to McCullers. Like, don't do that because next time that he hits a, that he saves a run for you, remember that he made this mistake and you got on him. The second part of that tweet is outrageous. It has nothing to do with that conversation. Now you're just attacking the guy's character. Mark Ryan, again, I'll say it. He, he said he Jose Altuve should apologize to his wife for liking Instagram photos of scantily clad women publicly on Instagram. Because apparently Jose Altuve liked a picture of one of the 8 million Instagram models there are. Yeah. Get Dude. off your high horse. Yeah. I've got an Instagram. You don't have an Instagram. 
I've got an Instagram. I have a significant other. I don't like some pictures of of scantily clad women, uh, quote unquote, as Mark put it. Just, I don't know. It just seems so self-righteous. and that's To me, this whole thing seems like he's got an axe to grind with Jose Altuve. Yeah. What the hell is your axe? Or he just he won just a title. Wants to be that guy. Like he yeah. tweet, he was getting in an argument with a, this uh, girl, and he goes, "If I'm in a relationship, I won't like pictures." I'd Good for you, go Mark. All of Good your... for you. This also could be the kind of guy who has a lot to hide on his social media yeah. account. He's yeah, got bro. burner accounts all over. <laughs> like Brian Colangelo. Yeah, he's 2. Brian. Colan- he's Brian Colangelo. I. It's just so inappropriate. You don't get to comment on. You don't get to tell Jose Altuve has to apologize to to Lance McCullers yeah. and his wife. Keep keep this about his what's wife on the field, off you know. Yeah, it's one thing to make the Lance McCullers nonsense. take. Yeah, that's a hot take that I disagree with. Like that that's just that to me is like a character assassination tweet, and I'm like Jose Altuve. It's just won the, an MVP huh. at a World Series last year, and by all accounts, is apparently a great guy. Like every. Thing I've ever read about Jose Altuve is great. Everything bad about Whatever, him. Whatever, Mark Ryan. Good dumb tweet this week. I all like right. this segment. That's all we have for this week. You got anything? Uh, anything else on the brain, Alex? Hawks need a defenseman. I th- yeah, I think so. And yeah. that was Hawks talk. That's all I know. All right. <laughs> that was Hawks. Talk. <laughs> all right. Well, that's wrapped up uh, episode three of the Great Chicago Rebuild. If you're one of uh, you know maybe a couple of people listening to this, uh, go give us a follow on Twitter. Maybe uh, yep. it's at underscore the GCR. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Thanks, mom and dad, for following us. Yeah. Um, no kidding. Yeah. All right. We're out. Have a good one. Yep.